online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. I am the aforementioned Brian Hanks. Uh, you uh, Today is Thursday, March the 23rd. This is Hour 2 of episode 827 of the show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, you missed a very entertaining hour. You got to, you missed listening to Shane Albee and I talk about Daniel Day-Lewis and about uh, our favorite movie actors. And it just, man, you just don't know when you get Shane Albee on the line, you don't know what you're going to talk about. And by golly, it was a, uh, a, uh, a fun time with him so uh, if you missed it go to brianhanks.com go to soundcloud.com uh heck you can re-listen at three o'clock here on 960 the bull and 960 the bull.com if you're listening to us live right now uh but uh that was our first hour coming up here in our second hour in fact in just a few moments we're gonna have uh the head coach of the kinston american legion baseball team ty eason he will be joining us. Uh, not to, we'll, we'll we'll get a little American Legion talk in. We got him for a, a good time, not a long time this morning. Uh, but he's going to be telling us about the Caswell Center Foundation Golf Tournament that's going to be taking place on Mar- on May the fourth. Uh, he and Danny Rice are co uh, whatever co uh, organizers of it, and so or co chairman I guess is the correct term. And they're going to be telling us about that, and then. Uh, man, we missed him on Tuesday. And if you've been listening to the whole show or whatever portion you've been listening to, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm playing sick, uh, this morning, not playing sick. I am sick this morning, but uh, I, I couldn't take two days off in a week, but I, cause I took Tuesday off cause I wasn't feeling well. And, uh, so we missed our visit with Richard Clark of the Carteret County news times and Carolina coast online.com. He's a resident ex basketball expert and not having him on this week would be like not having Santa Claus on in the week of Christmas. You got to have Richard Clark on when the NCAA tournament's going on. The uh, NBA is down to their final handful of games in the regular season. And just so many things I want to talk to him about that we didn't, that, that I had to get him on here with us. Uh, I mean, I want to talk to him about transfer portal. I want to talk to him about uh, NIL. There's just so many things. Like I said, the NCAA tournament, we got to see how his bracket's going. Uh, just a, a ton of things, uh, Reggie, Brandon, all that. So we'll uh, have uh, Richard here joining us about 15 minutes or so. Like I said, we're going to have uh, Coach Ty Eason on here in just a few moments. In fact, we're going to go ahead and get him up on the line with us right now. But while we do that, why don't you allow me to tell you about Arendelle Parrot Academy? They're the largest independent non-sectarian uh, college prep school in the region located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Uh, Parrot draws students from all over Eastern North Carolina, including Kenston, of course, but Greenville, Newburn, Snow Hill, Trenton, Wilson, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. Man, we love us some Parrot Academy. Love us some David Moody. Love us some Parrot Academy. Some Matt Beeman, all the folks over there. They just do such a great job. Uh, but, uh, Parrot Academy students, they receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522. 4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenton. Again, you want to send your child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina, by God, you send them to a rental 
Parent Academy. And if you want your child to play for the best American Legion baseball team in all the land, by God, you want to send him to play for uh, Coach Ty Eason with American Legion Post 43 right here in Kinson. Isn't that right, Coach Eason? Hey, I appreciate any press I can get, Brian. It's good to be here. <laughs> Dude, it's so good to have you too, Coach. I got to tell you, did you hear uh, Catherine Pearson on here a couple of days ago? I did not. Oh, you would love it, dude. Well, it wasn't Tuesday. I took Tuesday off, so I guess it was Monday's show. Yeah, it was Monday's show. But it was funny. We were talking about some lady named Amy Eason, okay? You know her, right? And, uh, yeah, you must have some good stories there. <laughs> well, she was talking about it, and then she said, well, you know she's the mother of Coach Eason. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's not that, because, of course, nothing personal, Coach Eason. But I was thinking about your father, coach Easton, i'm like <laughs> so when she said you know dude you got to remember and i've told you this a dozen times man when i think about ty Easton, yes I, I think about your time at south lenore and you know you being a, a standout for that program and and playing well for them but my first memories of ty Easton is of ty Easton running around the baseball field as a as a little tyke uh you know running around and looking at uh paul novicki and uh brandon rouse and you know, all those guys are running around the gym at South Lenore. It, it still is hard for me, Coach, to, to wrap my mind around the fact that you are old enough to uh, be a co-chairman of a golf tournament and to be uh, the coach of the American, head coach of the American Legion team, dude. Look, I, I know it may be shocking, but if you see the gray hairs that I've got, it wouldn't be as shocking as what you think it is. Well, I already feel bad, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, how old are you now, Coach? How old are you now, Coach? I am 31. I turned 31 in January. <laughs> 31. <sighs> well. That makes you 35, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I tell you what, transpose those numbers and add a year, and yeah, dude. But uh, I do, man. It's been fun. It's been fun watching you grow up and become, uh, I mean, uh, dancing with the stars, uh, star here in the county and just everything else that you've done and, and as you've grown into adulthood. But we're going to talk uh, – we're not going to really get into – we're going to save this for a couple of weeks uh, talking about American Legion. I, I would love to get a word or two from you about it. But the main reason we have you on, though, Coach, is because, uh, again, like I said, you are uh, the co-chairman of this year's uh, Caswell Center Foundation Golf Tournament that's going to be taking place on May 4th. And uh, would, I, I know you want to get some uh, golfers involved. That. Tell us a little bit about this tournament that's going to be taking place. Okay, so I've been a part of the Casual Center Foundation for going on six or seven years now. I can't exa remember exactly how many, um, but Danny Rice and myself were co-chairing the, um, were, both of us are co-chairing the Casual Center Golf the Casual Foundation Center Golf Tournament, and it's going to be held on May 4th, so all you Star Wars guys that also <laughs> like golf, you know, May the 4th be with you. Um, and so we're going to be hosting that golf tournament. Um, it's our 22nd annual tournament out at Fallen Creek um, near Bank School. Um, you know, it's, it's a really great cause. Um, all the money that we raise as part of this golf tournament is used to fund our activities at the Casual Center um, throughout the year. Um, when we think about what Casual Center represents, you know, it's been a huge community supporter, not only for Lenore County, but um, also for a lot of the surrounding counties um, around us and helping people with intellectual developmental disability um, throughout our 38-county um, span. 
And I love what you said there. I mean, the money that you guys raised from this, all the proceeds from this, will be going to help the uh, Caswell Center Foundation. Uh, and I know that's something that Danny Rice is very passionate about. It's something you're pretty passionate about too, isn't it, Coach? Yes, sir. So, um, you know, in my field of work, I'm a school psychologist, so we see a lot of our kids transition from, you know, the school setting to a place like Caswell, um, or, or Caswell might be uh, supporting them, you know, in their journey into adulthood as well. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot – we've got – so our span is 38 counties. We stretch from Johnson County to Dare County, New Hanover to Scotland County. Um so it's not just Lenore County you guys are helping when you're supporting the Castle Center um, Foundation Tournament. It's all of eastern North Carolina. And uh, tangibly, what are, what are some of the things that the Caswell uh, that the Caswell Center Foundation does to, to help uh, people in our community, Coach? So we um, we fund many grants for some of the individuals that would apply. Okay. Um, for for need based type things. Um, we've done things like supplying um, mobility um, equipment for individuals that would apply for these grants. Um, we're supplying iPads, toiletries. Um, really, if it's going to help ben- help benefit their quality of life, um, that's that's what we're here for. Um, because we want to make sure that everybody who receives a service from Castle Center is um, is is improving their quality of life. I love it. I absolutely love it. That voice you listen to is Ty Eason. He is uh, a co-chair of the uh, Caswell Center Foundation Golf Tournament. It's going to be taking place May the 4th over at Fallen Creek. Uh, tell us about the event itself. Uh, it, how many teams are you looking to uh, looking to have in it? Again, for this to be your 22nd annual, obviously, it's very, been very successful through, through the years. Tell us a little bit about the event itself, Coach. So this is our premier fundraising event for the Caswell Center Foundation. It's also the premier golf tournament of the barbecue festival weekend because we've always tried to get it around the same time as the barbecue festival. Um, We'll start off on that Thursday and then the barbecue festival will be in town for the rest of the weekend. Um, So, you know, come and get a couple of of swings in before you get to to your pig cooking. So when we think about this tournament, um, we previously had a sold out tournament um, COVID did knock us back a little bit. I think we only had like 14 teams last year. That number might be off, be off, but, um, yeah, I know, I know we were down a lot from what we had been previously. We took a couple years off because of the pandemic and, um, getting back full swing now. We're hoping to have 18 to 20 teams. Um, you know, so it'll be, a, it'll be a great experience. Fallen Creek is in great shape right now. Um, I play there at least every two or three days. Greens are rolling great. Fairways are greening up. Um, you know, I think it's when you think about what it what it takes to play in this tournament. Um, you know, it's it's a very worthwhile investment when you're thinking about how your money goes to help the community around us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, tell how much are costs? How much does it cost to be a part of this? And, and then, most important thing of all this, how can people get in touch with you or get in touch with Danny if they do want to put a team together? Okay. So there's a couple of different ways that you can support this tournament. Um, you know, we do have some sponsorship of that, um, availability um, for the tournament. Um, when we think about we've already got some major sponsors in, in, in play right now. We've got silver sponsors with GFO Environmental, GoEco, Bojangles Tans, Infinity Link Communications, WITN, and Howard Development. There are silver sponsors, um, and so there are premier sponsors there. Um, UNC Lenore Healthcare, Edwards 
dentures and implants, Woodman Center, Alsco, Chick-fil-A, Lions Industry of the Blind, Menji's Bottling, Matthew Toyota, Michael Taylor Photography, and Lenore Community College are our tournament sponsors. Um, but you can reach out and sponsor a team for $400 per team or $100 per person individually. Um, you could also be a hole sponsor for us, and we'll have some signings up on each hole um, for $100 per hole sponsor. Um, you can contact the Caswell Center Foundation, ask to speak to Danielle Howell um, at the foundation office, and she would be glad to accommodate any sponsorship opportunities or sign you up to play if you would like to. Um, and then, uh, as always, you can find me on Facebook. You can find Danny Rice on Facebook. Um, I'm Troy Ethan Third on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why I made that my full name, um, my government name, when, when I decided to make a Facebook. But uh, you, you, can, you can reach out to us on Facebook or any other way that you might have our contact information. And we'll be glad to get you pointed in the right, right direction. Um, to support our tournament. Absolutely. And even if you're listening to this right now and you're like, you know what? I, I know of Coach Eason, of course, Ty Eason, and everybody knows Danny Rice. But listen, I hey, I've got both their digits. You want to be a part of this? I, I'm not going to throw your number out here on the on the air right now, Coach. But if they contact me personally and they want to get in touch with you, 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 you don't mind me sharing your number, right? Brian's the man to go with all the numbers <laughs> on the North County. So um, you if, if you got to get in touch with us, go through Brian first. Um, and we'll be glad to hook you up. <laughs> I love it. And I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, we're at least going to sponsor a hole. The Brian Hanks Show would be honored to at least sponsor one of the holes out there. Maybe maybe we can talk about it. Maybe we'll do even a little bit more, okay? Okay, well, I appreciate it. Anything that we can do to help the community is great. That is awesome. But, again, uh, it's the uh, Caswell Center Foundation Golf Tournament, May 4th out at Fallen Creek uh, up in uh, the northern part of uh, Lenora County. And I, I got to admit, now, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I think I'm not a golfer. I mean, I tried to be about 15, 20 years ago and was got so frustrated by it, I realized, uh, you know what, I, I can get frustrated at other things. I'm not going to get frustrated, you know, for uh, four hours and, you know, after uh, putting down greens fees or whatever. But I love to watch golf, and, I mean, I love to go out and ride around – uh, so, I mean, if you want to be a part of this, that's the way you can do it. And again, like you said, you've got sponsorship, uh, possibilities or, uh, potentials that people can be a part of that, but if they want to play it, I, I it's going to be a beautiful day on May the 4th be with you, isn't it? It will be. And there's going to be some good golf plays. Um, you know, every year we got guys, we got four some teams coming out, um, shooting close to birdie golf on the whole 18 holes. Um, so if you want to play, bring your A game. Um, there will be an opportunity to win some prizes if you, um, in like pro shop credit. If, um, if you're lucky enough to come in 18 under par. Um, but there's also going to be some opportunities for like door prizes, a half and half drawing. Um, and really you're just going to be out there in the sunshine having a good time. Absolutely. Um, and doing it for a good cause. Yep. Um, if you want to ruin a good walk, go play some golf. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Coach Ty Eason joining us here. He's got a meeting he's got to get to here in a few minutes, so we're only going to hold him for another minute here. I can't have you on and not talk a little bit about American Legion baseball. And I know we're still a few weeks uh, away from that, but uh, obviously you have to be in the, the planning process for the 2023 season, right? We are. Um, we are going out, seeing some games um, all over Lenore County and even some surrounding counties that aren't lucky enough to have a team. Um, so, we're on the recruiting trail hard, me um, and my assistant coach, Austin Joyner. 
Um, we've been at some games. We're really looking at the talent. We're trying to lock down a tryout date um, coming up soon um, so that we can we can um, talk to all the parents or who, who have kids interested in playing. Um, we want to see those guys come out. Um, if you're if your son's looking to be a competitive baseball player, um, you know, at the high school or even the college level, um, the American Legion is the place to be. Um, we're very cost effective um, and, and really want to want to help grow these young men and to be good, good men and um, good baseball players as well. And, and listen, being a veteran myself, being an Army veteran myself, I love that you guys get out there and uh, you show your support for the American Legion, uh, which is one of the great organizations. Uh, not, I was about to say here in Eastern North Carolina, but heck, all over the country. Listen, Coach Ty Easton, I know you got to get a uh, you got a meeting you got to get to. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. We'll get you back on here a couple more times, at least one more time, maybe two more times before uh, the Caswell Center Foundation Golf Tournament on May fourth, and also uh, to promote uh, American Legion baseball this year. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me this morning, Coach. Brian, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I look forward to talking to you soon. Very good. That's Coach Ty Eason from uh, American Legion, also from the Caswell Center Foundation. And, again, I've got all those details right here in front of me. Uh, you want to be a part of that? Uh, contact me and I can get you or like you heard him say call Danielle Howell at the foundation office uh, find Troy Easton the third on Facebook or hey listen everybody's friend uh, Danny Rice nobody knows more people in this area than Danny Rice that's for sure but get hold of him and he can uh, put you in touch with this also hey uh, listen Let's thank uh, our title sponsor of the big interview today. It's UNC Lenore Healthcare, uh, and they are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show with a medical staff of more than uh, 100 physicians. UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of uh, specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. And now this is something I've not said a whole lot. Our big interview brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare is Richard Clark. And I know people are probably looking at their uh, phones or looking at their uh, calendars, uh, Richard, and they're going, wait a minute, today's not Tuesday. What the, why the hell is Richard Clark on there today? Now they're going, who is he talking to? <laughs> no, they know. <laughs> Dude, here's what's crazy. And I've had to cancel, you know, shows before in the past. I mean, not that I tried to a whole lot, but I've had to in the past. And, uh, but I had to, can dude, I got to tell you, I'm still under the weather today, man. I was yesterday and almost, I considered, uh, taking today off too, but I was like, man, I can't do two days in one week, especially after I had you, after I had you lined up on Tuesday and then had you lined up for today and do it again. But dude, this is, this is what I said in my monologue. I doubt you had a chance to hear it cause you're down, uh, near the coast right now, but, uh, not having you on during the Sweet 16 or during the final week of uh, of the <laughs> final couple of weeks of the NBA is not is like not having Santa Claus on during Christmas. Okay. 
well thank you <laughs> well i mean it dude i mean i listen i i had to reschedule I had to get you on and you graciously agreed to come on on top of that a little sneak preview of next week you are going to be live here in our plush well-lit studio next wednesday on the brian hank show yeah turn on the tiktok camera <laughs> yeah there you go uh, bill simmons i love it i love it you know we may have to get a little camera work in here this is gonna be awesome i can't wait to see for you to see i've been doing this show and you've been an integral part of it for uh, more than the last years you're our regular tuesday guest but uh dude you've not been in the plush well-lit studio since we got this show going have you uh, i went once and um you had just I, i'll say you just set it up let's say that <laughs> there you go yeah well dude you're gonna love it man i got all my stackhouse jerseys and uh autographed you know reggie jerseys and Derek rivers and brandon ingram and chris hatcher i think you're going to be impressed with what i've done with the place, ah, Derek dude. rivers how's he doing he dude was just re-signed by the uh houston texans dude oh that's great that's yep. great so i uh, fully healthy uh, is gonna in fact dude i'm glad uh brought him up i need to get him here on the show in the next couple of days but uh yeah dude he's doing great uh is his health what he, he was in the studio with me or no i'm sorry uh we talked to him from houston uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh well you know what no i'm lying to you he was he was right here in the studio with me a couple of weeks ago we talked to his sister lydia who was in dallas hey dude i'm getting feedback can you are you there you okay yeah yeah i'm here i'm getting feedback though i don't know if it's your phone or if it's your radio you're not listening on the radio are you no, uh-uh. I'm not doing any of that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it. Ooh, hello, you are, hello, you are hello. Back? Today, today, today. I consider myself. Yeah, let's do that real quick. Uh, let me, yeah. dude. I'm just gonna hang up and call you right back. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, dude. So that's Richard. Let's see if we can get this figured out. I don't know if uh, you guys could hear it over on the radio side, but uh, here we go. The phone ringing. One ringy dingy. Any better? Richard Clark. There you go. Yes, better. it's much All better. Right. No, no, no. And you'll be able to hear it when we do the replay, Rich. Uh, you could hear me, uh, uh, my voice about a half second behind, which it couldn't have been the radio because, I mean, we're about 30 seconds behind on the radio. But anyway, I uh, was talking about uh, Derek hate Rivers. When it does that. Oh, I do. But it, it happens so rarely, though. But, yeah, that was a good idea just to call you back. But, anyway, had Derek Rivers here uh, in the studio uh, live a couple of weeks ago. He was home for a couple of days, and he uh, – and he was telling us then that he was hoping to re-sign with Houston. And, yes, he did. And his healthy dude, he looks great, man. I mean, he, he's in better shape than – well, I can't speak for you, but I can definitely speak for me. He's in better shape than I've ever been in my life, dude. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a really good chance to start this year, too. So, uh, very excited to see what's going to happen with Derek. Uh, and Yeah, uh, he's carved out a nice career for someone that was not as um, – highly touted as some other people there you go it's uh, kind of like reggie we've talked about reggie who was drafted what number 25 overall by the la clippers 10 years ago rich and look at what he's done with his career i mean i gotta well, tell I you i would say Derek. i mean youngstown state and yep, yep. uh and what third round i think maybe fifth no 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 it was it third by the high. new england patriots yeah. yeah yeah so i mean I, I applaud any guy that can stick around for a significant amount of time and you're not one of the top picks, you know, cause those guys, they give chance after chance after chance. Well, Hey, you know what? On top of everything else, man owns a super bowl ring. We sure as hell can't say that. Can we <laughs> hey, No, And, and that's something he'll be able to take with him forever. 
Absolutely. But uh, again, can't wait to uh, see what he does in Houston this year. Uh, dude, I, I don't have a list, but in my head, I've got 18 things I want to talk to you about. And it's all pretty much all basketball related. Uh, all right, first let's off, it. let's talk about Jerry, uh, Jerry Stackhouse. The road ended last night for, uh, him and, uh, Vanderbilt as, uh, they lost last night to, as I've got it right here, uh, to UAB in the third round of the NIT, just a, a game short of Madison square garden. They lose 67 to 59, dude. I'd love to get your thought. He has done a heck of a job with Vanderbilt over the last couple of years, and especially this year. Dude, bear in mind, Rich, they were under 500 in this calendar year of 2023. He ends up, uh, they win, uh, what, 10 of 11 games at one point? Uh, I believe 11 of 13 or something like that, maybe 12 of 14, end up 12, uh, 22 and 15 this year. Jerry has proven uh, he's a pretty doggone good college basketball coach, isn't he, Rich? Yes, and and he also is doing that at a place that I'm not sure everybody quite understands. It's a little bit different at Vanderbilt. It's like Stanford and Notre Dame, and they have academic standards they have to hold to their, their even their scholarship athletes. So it's not like Alabama where, well, I won't say anything negative, but <laughs> you, you have to, you know, you can't just recruit anybody is my point. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's not going to be a Chris Washburn type at, at Vanderbilt. So I applaud any coach that can win under those restrictions in today's climate, put it that way. And, and he's done a good job, a really good job. Because you think about postseason play for Vanderbilt, the only time they've ever been good in the last, I don't know, three decades is when they had Will Purdue way back when. And when they had Darius Garland and that other NBA guard, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Well, I'm telling you, uh, what a great, I, he's done a great job. Oh, and I'm a homer. Don't get it. Don't even get it twisted, man. I mean, I, you know, I love me some Jerry and he's been good to me and he's been good to this show, but, uh, just a great job. I, here's the thing, you know, and this is a thought just popped in my head, Rich, that I promise I wasn't thinking about asking, but I'm going to ask you now. You think the folks up in Chapel Hill right now are uh, maybe having second and third thoughts? You got it because remember, Jerry was the final finalist for that job in Chapel Hill before they gave it to Hubert. Uh, you think maybe they're having a little bit of second thoughts when they see the success that, like you said, that he's having at a very tough institution to have success at, and then Hubert to you know to inherit the players that he inherited and the the relative lack of success he's had. You think they're having second thoughts in Chapel Hill? Well, given like that meme you sent me, I, I think they definitely are at this point. Because I'll be honest, I'm I'm nor ordinarily of the mind that. You got to give the guy at least three years to get some of his guys that he recruited into the fold. Um, so three, four years minimum, I think. But um, in this particular instance, with what I've seen Hubert do, I'm out. Well, uh, I mean, I just am. That's I, a, I mean, I have no sway in Carolina, but yeah. Well, we'll do the perfect segue uh, into Chapel Hill in Carolina right now. I mean, so much news coming out. You got to remember, man, they've only got 13 scholarship players, and now four of those scholarship players, including our own Dontrez Styles, in the transfer portal. And, dude, it's not over yet. I keep hearing that uh, there's probably a couple other players that are going to throw their name in there, too. Yes, Armando Baycott yesterday declared that he will be back for his fifth year. Yeah, where else are you going? <laughs> dude, take it away, man. Your thoughts on the, the Carolina situation right now, dude? 
I think the other guys that looked around and they saw the landscape and they realized I didn't get any minutes this year or last year. And these same guys are coming back again, you know, so what's the point? And I would have been gone. And me, honestly, if it was me, I would have left at Christmas. Wow. Well, and does that not show you the class that Dontrez had, though, Rich, that he could have? And he said it here on the show last week when he was on Tuesdays with Trez, our final Tuesdays with Trez of the season, which was uh, last week, that, hey, he he gave, he's like, you know, I don't think I give myself enough credit. And that was pretty much his quote, what he said. You know, I don't give myself enough credit. I could have left at Christmas, kind of like what you just said right there, Rich. I could have left halfway through the season, but I stayed the whole way through. I practiced hard. I fought my way through the whole year, and I just I feel like I did everything I needed to do. But here's what gets me, Rich, uh, switching lanes from Dontrez to Puff Johnson, who actually got some minutes this year, was the first guy off the bench pretty much. He averaged, I think, 16, 17 minutes a game or so or whatever it was. Dude. His road to being, he was definitely going to be a starter next year. He, You know how Hubert plays his starters, Richard. I mean, he was going to be one of those uh, Hubert Davis starters next year. And he opted out and goes in the transfer portal. I can understand, you know, uh, uh, Justin McCoy and Dontrez Styles and the other player that transferred who got the, no minutes. The Trimble kid. Yeah. yeah, the Trimble kid. But here's a guy who transferred out who was pretty much guaranteed to get minutes. What does that tell you about what's going on up in Chapel Hill, Rich? Well, a couple observations on that one. First off, yeah, I'm with you. What? You're going yeah. where? Because that leads me into my second observation. Where are you going to play again, Puff? Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't take him. I mean, if, if I was at ECU right now, the coach, I would I'd give it long thought. Wow. I don't think he's very good. I just don't. Um, but you know, and you've said that throughout the season, you've said that throughout the season too. Yeah. I I just don't think he's very good. Um, so I'm curious to see where he ends up. And again, we've seen change of scenery do guys world of good. So maybe that's the case. If you're going to just take it on face value, I think it says what you and I talked about on this show that these guys didn't enjoy playing with one another. So why was that? What happened? Well, don't you think that was evident? And I'm not even talking about just over the last couple of weeks or the last month of the season, Rich. But and I, I am somebody, and I'm not. Now listen, I'm not the basketball expert that you are, but I watched a lot of Carolina, a lot more than I would like to admit. But it was because I wanted to see Trez get into games. And Richard, you said it best. They just, they did not look like a. They were having fun out on the court, and b. That they liked playing with each other. That, that's the one that jumped out at me. It did not look like they enjoyed playing with each other. And I think when anytime you have that, uh, it's going to be difficult to win. It just is at any level. Um, even going back to, you know, junior high, you just didn't like one another. It was hard. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. And the sad part is they're going to roll that same team out basically <laughs> next year. I just don't get it, man. I mean, hey, listen, Baycott is good. Baycott is a good college player. He kind of reminds me. Now, he's not as good as Tyler Hansborough was, but he kind of reminds me of a Tyler Hansborough type. You know, a little undersized. Well, not a little. I mean, he is undersized. I, I just don't. I don't see him being successful at the next level. And I'm talking about if he makes it to the NBA. I don't even see him making an NBA roster at this point. Do you, Rich? And you're somebody that watches NBA where, 20 where, games a week. Where, a week. Where are any of them going to go? Yeah. And let's be realistic. That NIL, NIL money that they're getting is probably better than the 
Wendy's managerial program because they're not going to play anywhere. I mean, seriously. The, wait, wait a minute. I'm interrupting you. The Wendy's managerial program. And, and no knock against anybody at the, you know, yeah. Wendy's. But actually, Baycott reminds me of Jerrison Brooks. He just hasn't gotten any better. And, you know, he was supposed to do this, that, and a third. And it turns out he wasn't as athletic as everybody thought. And and his footwork work, work is atrocious uh, for a guy that's going into his fifth year. Um, I don't know. Dude, he made $1.2 million in the NI, with the NIL this year, Rich. $1.2 million. Yeah, where is he going to go? Yeah. Exactly. Richard Clark joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks show. Yes, he's our regular first hour Tuesday guest, but he's our big interview today. Again, I just, I couldn't do this without you, dude. Uh, let's, let's talk, uh, March madness, uh, sweet 16 is today. Uh, and I, you know, I got to ask you, I can't believe I didn't ask you this first. How was your last Thursday and Friday, dude? And for folks that don't know that maybe didn't listen to last Tuesday's show, Richard Clark, that, hey, Christmas, yeah, that's cool. Fourth of July, that's cool. Thanksgiving, yeah, that's pretty cool. His national holiday are the first two days of the NCAA tournament. How were those days for you? How much weight did you gain in those two days, dude? Um, A significant amount of weight, number one. (laughs) We don't need to ponder on that too much. Yeah. But I did get uh, – it was actually better than usual, not because of gameplay. Um, I don't know if I've said it on air, but I've got – I got rid of my cable and I got YouTube TV, oh, wow. and it's fantastic. And uh, I sent you a little thing on it. They had a channel on YouTube TV where they had all four games that were on at one time on one screen. And you could pick the one that you wanted the volume for. It was what? the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it was the greatest thing ever. And I also had a channel where you could put – they all now you couldn't choose which two games, but they had two games on the two different channels. You follow what I'm saying? I do. I do. It was the greatest thing ever. I thought that maybe everybody had done it. That's why I was asking you who has uh, direct, I think, yeah. and the cable people I knew. I didn't know if this was an NCAA thing, but apparently it was just a YouTube thing. And it was great. That's what I watched the entire weekend. Dude, I got to ask, do you think maybe the way they did that, and I didn't see it. I saw the little screenshot thing that you sent me, but is that maybe going to be a preview of what they do with the NFL this year with Sunday Ticket or whatever yeah. whatever their version of it's going to be called? Do you think that's what they're going to do? Absolutely. And I think this was their rollout. And I think they'll take it a step further with that and give you the ability to pick the games because you'll be paying extra for it. Yeah. Um, I think this was just a rollout to see how it would work. How did um, it work? And, I, and it was great. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And like the way, you know, you don't change channels the same way. It's a little bit different. Um, but once you get used to it, it's not that big a deal. Um, and what it did is when I push back on the thing, it would go to the game that I had highlighted. Right. So I didn't wow. have to try to, yeah, it was it was awesome, man. It really was. Well, here's and, what and I'm it's funny worried. because no, go ahead. I'm sorry, to interrupt you, please. Oh no, no, you're fine. It's funny because I just told my girlfriend that I don't know why they don't make TVs like that—that that you can put four things on the screen at once—and that showed up, and she was like, "Oh my god, that's yeah, I know, right?" 
So. Okay. Now here's what I'm worried about. And you know how you've seen my TV set up here with, you know, I've got direct TV boxes going into three TVs on my, uh, in my man cave. Now, how am I going to be able to do that with YouTube TV? I mean, I can put, because you know, with YouTube TV, I use my PlayStation. I love people are probably going, what? But you know what? I think people are interested in this because they're going to want to know how to do it. Here's what I'm worried about, dude. How do I project, you know, the way I always do, you know, because I've got three boxes going into three TVs and I could put one on one channel, one on another channel and another on another channel, you know, with my direct TV. Now, how am I going to be able to do that if it's all going through one stream on uh, YouTube? How, how's that possible, do you think? Because you don't need any wires. My TV, that I don't even have wires to it. It's, it's Wi-Fi. Huh. See, I don't know if my other two, uh, now they're, uh, now you might have to upgrade your TV because my yeah, TV, that's what I'm worried about. Cause those are the other two are Samuel. Now my big one is a Sony 4k. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. yeah I'm humble bragging here, but yeah, it's pretty badass. Dude. <laughs> you you've yeah. seen it, you know, it is the other two are just two, uh, Sanyo TVs. I bought at, uh, on black Friday for like $150. Each. Now, they're <laughs> HD. now dude, they're HD. They really are. They're HD, but I don't think they're smart TVs though. So I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the problem I'm going to have is I'm going to have to take those TVs down and put two new TVs up. So <sighs> thank you. NFL. I think that now I need to look for a 90 inch TV. <laughs> if, if this becomes a thing and yeah. now I can really watch four <laughs> things at one time, you know, and it's like I told you before, when I showed Gwen your setup and the way I watched stuff with my laptop out in front of the TV and everything, she was like, yeah, there's no way you can do that. Well, she's changed her tune to that because she knows I do. <laughs> well, very and let's good. be fair. When you're doing that, really what you're doing is you're kind of flipping old style. You watch one game until the commercial, yep. and then you yep, watch yep. the other game. Yep. Unless something catches your eye. So, Well, now are they going to have a Red Zone channel? Do you know? I mean, kind of like what you know, DirecTV's had for 25 years now, which will take you from game to game to game. Do you know if they're going to do that? Oh, I, I'm sure they'll have something there and about. Um, you know how that goes. Yeah. I'm hoping, my hope is, because I thought, um, and I think maybe Bill Simmons or something talk about it, but one of the podcasts that was tech things, I thought it was kind of old feeling the way their setup was on DirecTV. So I'm hoping that they move forward a little bit and advance some of that stuff. Um, you know, yeah. I just, it's like my biggest complaint with the NCAA tournament is the announcers and not the main play-by-play, the color guys. Yeah. I mean, could we get some that are not getting social security? (laughs) Dude, I would agree with you on that by a hundred percent. That voice you listen to Richard Clark, uh, uh, from the Carteret County news times, Carolina coast online.com. He is our NBA and hoops expert. And, uh, let's put a wrap on, uh, I, you know what, before we do that, your takeaways from the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, uh, the round of 64, the round of 32 that got us to the Sweet 16, just your general overview, your thoughts on uh, the NCAA tournament to this point, Rich. Um, it's been exactly what you and I have talked about. It's it's parity across the board. And even some of the teams that um, have moved on have struggled against teams that you didn't really, you probably never heard of unless you actually watch it. Uh, I, there, the gap is so minimal with some of these teams that, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting going forward. Is any, some of these teams, Creighton's of the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. these are good teams that we knew were good, 
but now they got a stage to show it. Well, let me ask you this, Rich. Is anybody beating? Mean, this is the number one question to me that I've got for you. Is anybody beating Alabama? Because they have had no – they're not even speed bumps their first two games against Texas A&M, CC, and uh, Maryland in the first two rounds. And then even San Diego State coming up in Creighton probably or uh, Princeton. I just don't see anybody stopping Alabama from just plowing their way to the uh, Final Four. Do you? Well, interestingly, it would probably be the Alabama State Police that slowed him down. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think, <laughs> Dude, that was good. Dude, that's the I zinger think, of the I day. I think San Diego State is better than people think they are. And um, Barkley made a good point talking about them when they were playing, when San Diego State played Furman. Um, they had grown men out there, seniors, fifth-year seniors. These are 22, 23, 24-year-old men playing against 18, 19-year-olds, and everybody doesn't think that's a difference, they're wrong. It's a huge difference. Yeah. So um, I am very – that's probably the game that piques my interest the most because uh, they just – Alabama's been rolling over people, you're right. But San Diego State defensively is probably the best team in the tournament. Wow. I like that, dude. And I'd love to see somebody knock off Alabama. I have to, and yes, I mean, it was the first day. It was a, one of the first games played. And but Rich, my heart is still broken, man. What in the <laughs> world was your son, Richard Clark, your son, Kihei Clark, who has an amazing, kind of a resemblance to you, dude. You you can't deny that. What in the world was, I? and I'm not mad at him, so I'm not saying this and, and I'm not crucifying the guy because, dude, we don't win 2019 without Kihei Clark. Let's make that very clear and very uh, plain. But what in the wide, wide world of sports was he thinking about there when he was double teamed in the final seconds? Well, I don't like to um, overanalyze these instantaneous things. I think we do that too much. Well, they get up in the press conference. Well, why did, what were you thinking when you threw that interception? Well, I was thinking I was going to throw it to the wrong team. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to say? Yeah. In this particular instance, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what he was doing. And did you have a timeout left? Yes. Had See, a timeout uh, left. Had ouch, a teammate ouch. about 12 feet away from him. Yes. Ouch. Ouch. This loss is mine for a minute. Yeah. I mean, because I've actually never seen anybody do anything like that. And then for Furman to turn it around the way they did with pass three, boom. <laughs> You're just like, oh, my God, what just happened? Dude, I had a 10, <laughs> you know, I coached a 10, 11, and 12-year-old team for nine years, dude. And then Keith Spence and I coached one last year. Hear me what I'm getting ready to say, Rich, and I'm, I don't even remember my 10, 11, and 12-year-old kids being in a situation and throwing a ball down a court like I Honestly, and I'm not mocking him. Again, I love Kihei Clark. And one more time, let me say, we don't win 2019 without him, okay? We just don't. You don't even get, you don't even get back in that game without him. Absolutely. So, but, dude, you played a lot of basketball in your life, not just at the college level and the high school level, but a lot of pickup, too, through the years. Have you ever done that? Dude, I'm one of the worst basketball players you know other than being a, 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 a whatever spot-up shooter, you know, once upon a time. I don't, dude, I can tell you, I've never done that before. I just, he just lost his mind for a minute, didn't he? Yeah, I don't even, I, I don't even know. Oh, he could have went down on all fours exactly. and just covered up the ball like a fumble. 
and been better off. I don't know what Dude, there, there was, was going on. There was, what, seven seconds left in the game. If he had exactly what you just said there, Rich, if he had wrapped his arms around the ball and laid down on the court. And, and curled up like your baby taking a nap, you would have been better off. <laughs> he would have been better off because they would have fouled him, and he'd have gone down with, up two with a chance to make it a four-point game. I, dude, I just wanted to get well, it again, but, you know, because he's your long-lost son. <laughs> dude, I think I think we're gonna have to have a Brian Hanks show investigation in this, dude. He hey, dude, he call Clark? him and get a DNA test. Yeah, dude, he hey Clark. He's what five six. He's like, he's like five six five seven. I mean, come on, hey, easy now. <laughs> By the way, to go back to your first question about the tournament and my answer parody. The NCAA, the ESPN NCAA tournament challenge. Out of twenty million plus brackets, zero perfect brackets left. Uh, dude, it was that way after the first day. They said they had. Well, no, I think they said they had twenty left going into the second day. But then when Purdue got knocked off, that killed the the rest of them. That that's just amazing to me, man. It's amazing. It is though. I wonder what the record is for none left. Uh, somebody you know I mean? made it to the final four. Uh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. I remember uh, them talking about it. One bracket made it to the final four, and then it got knocked out. Uh, both the the final four teams it had that year got knocked out, and I wish I had it right here in front of me. But uh, but yeah, that's the furthest anyone's ever gone is the final four, dude. Well, I, I go. I went into my mansplaining to my girlfriend about the importance <laughs> of the NCAA tournament, why it was different than every other sporting event, and she didn't care at all. But the point <laughs> of that was. The, the finality of the one and done, as you found out in Virginia, is why this is still the best sporting event there is. Yeah. It just is. And, I, you know, it just is. Um, and, yeah. it's, and it's it's just, I you know, it hurts, doesn't it? It does. And, and, it's, and there was another game I was watching. I don't remember which one it was. But well, you only, was you only watched like 30 games over two <laughs> days, dude. <laughs> well, and I watched the NBA, too, because yep. they won't. But anyway. God. There was some team that was winning pretty much the whole game up by like three or four. And in the last 30 seconds, they lost. And watching the faces of the people on the bench from, hey, we're getting ready to go get a new hotel room to, oh, hell, we're going home. Yeah. You know, was it's just there's hardly anything else in sports like that. Well, very good. I tell you, let's quick hit this because I, I definitely do. I want to talk to you about what happened in the uh, Mavericks game last night. But uh, just real quick, let's go uh, bracket by bracket. You've already said Alabama out of the South, or did you? You do you Alabama, San Diego State, Creighton, Princeton. Who you got coming out of there? I like. I really like Creighton. But really? We'll okay. Yeah, I do. So I, you, I, are I, you going to take? Them, or, would you take them? I'll take them. Yeah. Let's wow. Take them. Okay, I, dude, you're the first one that's been on the show this week. You said that. Okay. Uh, in the East, FAU, Tennessee, Kansas State, Michigan State. Who do you have? That's a tough bracket right there. It is. Because none of those teams, are, you know, real quick, all the calls that Mike Krzyzewski get used to get, Tom Izzo gets now <laughs> is all I can say to that. I agree. Um, I'm, I'll go with um, who's Michigan State playing against? Uh, they're Kansas State. I'll go with Kansas State. There you go. Man, you've got a brand new bracket from everybody that we've been talking to this week. I love it. Okay, let's uh, go to the Midwest. Houston, Miami. Xavier, Texas. Who do you have coming out of that? I like Xavier. Wow. Dude, I love your bracket so far, man. This is cool. And then uh, the uh, final bracket, the West, Arkansas, UConn, 
Gonzaga, UCLA. I've thought all along that this might be Gonzaga's year because they've kind of slid under the radar after being preseason, whatever they were for the last couple of years. Um, and they've kind of slid under the radar this year. So maybe this is their year. I think they're the best team left. Dude, you have uh, Arkansas. I'm curious about because um, I don't know that they match up well with UConn, but they got a lot of athletes. They're kind of like Alabama. Well, dude, I love it. You have the most eclectic, I guess is the best way to put it, bracket of anybody. <laughs> dude, I've talked to three people here on the show this week. I guess what between Panicelli and uh, just everybody else, I and they have picked identical Final Fours, your Final Four, and I don't want you to pick uh, who is going to win the national championship. We'll do that on Wednesday when we have you back on here live in our studio. But this is your Final Four, dude. Uh, Creighton versus, uh, you said Kansas State, right? Yeah, Creighton, yeah, Kansas State. Creighton versus Kansas State. Xavier versus, uh, Gonzaga. versus Gonzaga. Now that is an eclectic uh, Final Four, dude. Well, to be fair, it's probably some uh, hope because my hope is I've been waiting for a team that's really, truly a mid-major to win the national championship. You know, we really haven't had that. It always ends up being one of the big boys. Uh, Butler had a run. Gonzaga's been there a couple times. If you can, can still still consider them a mid-major, um, so I, I, it's interesting to see these teams moving forward. And I hope one of them makes a really, really solid run to the championship game. Uh, dude, here's where I'm at, and it, we've got to get to NBA because I've got a bit, couple big questions to ask you there. But dude, it just I just don't want to see Alabama win, and I'm not trying to be whatever. But dude, just that kid should not be playing. And I, that's all I got no, to say about I it. He should 100%. not be playing. And for them to be us against the world mentality, screw that, man. I, I'm with you. I actually hope San Diego State takes them out. That would be awesome. Okay, that's enough Final Four talk uh, and college talk. Did you see what happened in the Mavericks game last night? I did. Well, I tell you what, do you want me to try to did explain you it? What, you? Go ahead. Yeah, you go on and explain it. Okay. What happened was a timeout is called. The official says it's a Mavericks ball. They announce it over the loudspeaker at the game. Uh, they say it, dude, on the broadcast, everything. Because I was watching the game last night when this happened, Rich. Uh, they, there was no doubt it's Dallas's ball. So the official, uh, now they're under the Golden State basket. Uh, the official. I guess one of the players step out of bounds for Golden State. Dallas isn't even on the court yet. And they go ahead and hand the ball to Golden State. Dallas isn't even there to defend. Uh, somebody passes somebody, they lay it in, and it's a two, you know, it's two points for the Maver or for the Warriors there. Everybody freaks out. I mean, the announcers freak out. They're like, what the heck just happened? This, you know, this isn't, you know, it's Mavericks ball, blah, blah, blah. But they went on with the game. Well, what do you know, Richard Clark? The, uh, the Warriors go on to win the game by two points. That two <laughs> points that was scored meant all the meant all the difference in the world. Uh, Mark Cuban uh, announces he's going to protest the game. Now, this happened in the third quarter with, what, three or four minutes left to go in the third quarter. I, I have so many questions about this. First, just about the play itself. What in the world happened there? And I know you were watching it. What, what in the world happened there, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I can put my aluminum foil hat on, I think that, you know, somebody hit the buzzer and said, Hey guys, we need to get this taken care of. Uh, cause I've never seen anything about that either. My, my favorite part 
um, of that was the crew chief disputing the account, saying there was a second the signal and everybody knew where who it was and no, whose ball didn't. it was. I look, I agree 100%. You know, do I think Cuban's worst officiating mistake ever? Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a bit, you know, hyperbole, you know, yeah. hyperbole there, but uh, it was pretty egregious. Um, and clearly nobody was ready. I mean, as, as many times have you seen them hold the ball and make a player tuck their shirt in at the free throw line, you couldn't make sure everybody was on the same page before you had to get a ball. Uh, you know, uh, that, and that to, to take that a step further, that's my biggest complaint with the NCAA tournament is the officiating is awful. It is. Absolutely awful. Well, let so, me ask you this, uh, Richard, in regards to that. Uh, Mark Cuban's made it very well known. I mean, and they've got to protest. They got to get a decision on that quick, dude. We're nine games from the end of the regular season, yeah. dude. And you're talking about a Mavericks team. Well, hell, even a Warriors team that are both battling for playoff position. Is you and I have talked all season about how crazy the NBA Western Conference is. Richard Clark, you are in charge of the NBA. What what decision do you make here? Do you uh, do you award the protest? Because if they do, then the rest of the game from that point on did not happen, and they have to pick up the game from that point and finish the rest of the game. Does it happen, Rich? No, nah, you you got to tell Cuban to kick rocks. Oh. I mean, you really you really don't have any other. You can't play that again. Come on, man. Number one, that would set an awful precedent. You know what I mean? You, you can't do that. You just gonna have to eat this one. I don't know if you got to take mark out the dinner or whatever you got to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can't, you, I don't think you can open that door. I just don't, I think they have to figure it out. One of the things I like the most about the new football league XFL stuff is that they actually have the camera and audio in the review booth. So you can hear what they're saying. I love it. I do um, love that. Part. And I yeah. I that. love the transparency of it. So, well, let, yeah, well, I don't think you can. Well, listen, we're here. We are at the very end of the season. The Mavericks have a five game road trip coming up right here in the final nine games of the season. It dude with all the injuries. I mean, Kyrie didn't play last night. Yes. Luca played, but I thought he looked a little stilted last night. This is the kind of game that could, uh, throw your head way off and dude, they may not even make the doggone playoffs, rich. I mean, and it could come down to this game would be the game that would knock them out of even a play in tournament, rich. Well, with 10 games or nine games left, depending on your schedule, the fourth place Phoenix Suns are, have 38 wins and the 12th place Pelicans have 35 wins. God. So, it, like you just difference. said, they got somebody's got a five game road streak or a five game homestand, depending on your schedule. You can make a run here and catapult yourself past the playing spark and get the sixth seed. I mean, it's crazy. The last time we talked, Golden State was the 10th seed. They're sixth now. Wow. Because they won, because they won, wait for it, two in a row. <laughs> well, listen, we're <laughs> up against the clock, dude. We literally have a minute and a half left, but I got to ask you this, though, dude. What if they say, okay, we're going to, you know, listen, yeah, you got cheated. You're going to play the, the final quarter and a half of this game. How do you do that, Rich? You want a video game? I don't know that you can do that now. I mean, with the travel constraint, I just don't see it. That's why no, no, I no, say no, you no, don't no, have no. to. You're, you're not playing my what if game. 
let's say they do say it. How do they do it? You you get the last four guys off of each bench and you put them on a plane and send them to play three on three to finish the game out and report back to see who won. Because I just know you. How are you going to put Luca and Steph on a plane? You know, right after playing the game and say, "Hey, go play that fifteen minutes again," and then fly back over here and play tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, Steph's going to be like, "Nah, my ankle hurts." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Steph or Luca probably wouldn't do that, which is why they are who they are. Yeah, but somebody would do it. Kyrie would do it. Kyrie would do it. Yeah, Kyrie <laughs> would absolutely do it. Listen, Rich, like I said, man, I could not do a week with this basketball heaven this week and not have you here on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for making time out of your schedule to join us here on a Thursday instead of a, our regular Tuesday. Can't wait to have you here in the studio uh, next week. Live uh, from Whitehall Drive on Wednesday next week, dude. Hey, thanks for having me. I look forward to it. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Really, man, I got to tell you, I appreciate him. I appreciate Shane Albee. I appreciate uh, Coach Ty Eason for uh, joining us today. I'm in. Uh, I- I'm playing hurt, and uh, they they kept me going today. I really do appreciate them. Listen, tomorrow's show. Uh, We are going to have Paul Whittington in our first hour. Uh, Again, uh, we've got a couple other surprises for you in our second hour. But listen, thank you so much, uh, listeners. You guys kept me going today. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.